Hello, everyone, and welcome back to season four of Radiance and Resilience. I'm Betty Parker, your host. I'm so excited that you've decided to spend just a little bit of your time with me today. We're going to be talking about emotional intelligence this season. A lot of people are feeling a lot of different ways about so many things that are happening in life today, especially around social justice issues. We're exhausted. We're frustrated. We are motivated. We are driven. We are looking for change. And then at the workplace, a lot of times we're looking at our interrelations with our bosses and our co-workers and even the work that we do. We're feeling all kinds of emotions. So how do we manage those? How do we manage our own as well as be in tune to those of people we work with or who we connect with on a daily basis? I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what emotional intelligence is, what it looks like, and some practical steps you can take to manage both your own and be able to adapt to the situations you're in when other people are feeling emotional. Some of you might say, well, emotions are not my thing. And that's why this particular podcast is most important to you. Maybe you're more reserved. Maybe you feel uncomfortable when other people get too involved in their emotions. This is why you need to hear some of what's important around how to manage that. I know you might not be one who gets involved in your emotions, but you're certainly going to be around people who are. What do you do when you're faced with somebody who might be tearful, somebody who might be a little too excited and optimistic about things, others who might see you as standoffish or indifferent or insensitive to them just because you're not showing your emotions on the surface like they do? I'm going to cover all of that with you. You'll find that this season, the podcast episodes are shorter because I want to handle one emotion each podcast and I don't want to overwhelm you with the information. I'm going to call you to action on some things and I'm really interested in hearing your feedback. I want more audience involvement. Don't just listen to this podcast. Do something with it and give me feedback on what you're experiencing through this. Also, this is my 15th year in this type of work. I'm really excited about it and as a result, I've got some exciting things ahead. My book, my next book is coming out called Crushing Goliath, Winning Practices for Slaying Giant People Problems. So we're going to be releasing the book coming up in late May. In July, we'll have a workshop that goes along with that. And I want you to be a part of it. So stay tuned for the upcoming commercial that's going to give you some information on how you can get involved. And I just want to stick around. Just Pay attention closely, get a paper and a pen, and be ready to take some really good notes around what you hear in here because I want to make this valuable to you. When we come back, I've got so much to share around emotional intelligence. Stay around. Crushing Goliath, Winning Practices for Slaying Giant People Problems is the latest publication by author and leadership consultant, Betty Parker. For leaders who struggle with managing conflict, there is hope in the story of David and Goliath. Within these pages unfolds a war plan that is concise and effective. This book provides practical applications to address workplace conflict as well as personal contentions that threaten relationships. The Goliath Method breaks down the story into valuable leadership lessons that address specific and seemingly gigantic people problems. Whether dealing with a difficult employee who crosses boundaries, a boss who is a bully, 
a team that is dysfunctional or a marriage that is crumbling. The Goliath Method provides practical solutions that can help even the most unskilled person manage conflict with confidence. Within this ancient story, everyone can find modern ways to slay the giants of life. And like David, they will be victorious. Pre-order your copy today at thesharpersolution.com forward slash crushing Goliath. Welcome back. All right, so I'm going to give you the old Merriam-Webster dictionary version of emotional intelligence, what it means, what it is. And basically, they say it's the capability of individuals to recognize their own emotions and those of others, right? They're also saying that you're supposed to be able to distinguish between the different feelings that you might have. So you got to get in tune with what you're feeling and be able to label that appropriately to be able to really call yourself out on how you're feeling. A lot of times we try to mask our emotions and pretend that they're something that they're not. When we become more authentic in the way that we feel and what we experience, then we can label that thing and know how to deal with it. There's more, no more room for counterfeit behavior. There's no more room for fraud and for perpetrating even to yourselves, and certainly not when you have to deal with other people. They say you should use this emotional information to guide your thinking and thus your behavior. You may remember from any of my previous episodes where I talk about how you think will dictate how you react to certain situations. So being able to call out ourselves in the midst of some trying situations, and also even when we are in some very positive situations, but we may be reacting to it in inappropriate ways. We need to look at that too. We're going to do a little bit of critical thinking in here in the short time that we have together. And then being able to manage and or adjust those emotions to adapt to environments. Uh, and, and it's all about getting what you want from that uh, interaction. What do you need? What are you trying to achieve? Is it to gain forgiveness? Is it to uh, call someone into accountability or even yourself into accountability? Is it to resolve some type of conflict or an issue that might exist? Whatever the goals are, and emotions are always involved in those situations, we have to take care of that part of it first before we can move into the process of resolving what else might be going on. So that's what emotional intelligence is. It's checking in with you, recognizing your own feelings, and then being able to read the room and say, what am I experiencing here with this individual? I wanna give you a quick example. So I work with a lot of people who are feeling very overwhelmed with their workloads. Think about the work that you do. What is your particular position? What is the type of industry you're working in? What kind of work or responsibilities are required of you, your role? And think about how much time you put into it, how many tasks that are required of you, what additional tasks may be placed upon you. Is your workload really becoming overbearing to you? So you can easily face burnout. And a lot of times people feel like if I can just, you know, trust through this thing, if I can continue to just stay positive in it, if I can just continue to realize that this is just the way it is and I've just got to be strong and shoulder all of this stuff. No, actually you can't. Sometimes people are asking a lot of you, sometimes impossible things. You might be doing the work of two or three people and your boss is expecting you to be able to perform in those uh, in that particular area. And it's just unfair in a lot of ways. So you're feeling very put upon. You're feeling like you just can't do this anymore. You're starting to not be able to concentrate very well. You're feeling like 
Nobody cares. You're getting a little bit depressed. When you wake up in the morning, your heart is already racing before you even get out of the bed because you know what you have to face throughout the course of this day. I mean, there are a lot of emotions you might be going through at that particular time. You have to name it so you can address it. One of those biggest issues in that, though, is burnout. And so we have to make sure that if we can say, hey, I am starting to feel like I can't even get out of bed. I'm tired of my job. I don't want to do it. There's not enough positive thinking in that. Sometimes you just have to deal with the real. And your body's going to reflect what you're feeling also. So we have to deal with that so we'll know how to handle uh, what it takes to overcome burnout. And then there might be a situation where you're just, you know, you're, you're a manager and there's been somebody on your team who you have pretty much written off. You just kind of see them as something of a whiner or that squeaky wheel that's always complaining about something. But then, you know, they've been trying to talk to you. You don't give them a lot of time and attention. You've already pretty much written them off. Yet you still need them to be in there to do even the minimal amount of work that they're doing because you're already short staffed. And eventually, somewhere along the road, that person comes in and they give you their letter of resignation. They're frustrated. They've had enough. And you're shocked. You never saw it coming. Well, yeah, you did. But you didn't label what that person was experiencing the right way. You pretty much overlooked their emotions. They were giving you all kinds of verbal cues and nonverbal cues. You just chose to overlook them. And now you want to be you know, shocked by the fact that they have said, I've had enough. I'm frustrated in this job and you can't seem to understand why. You weren't able to adapt to the situation. You weren't able to uh, tune into what they were feeling and to be able to recognize what they might have been feeling because you were too caught up in your own feelings or your own goals at that particular time. And now you've lost probably a good and solid worker. They may not have been your best worker, but they were probably workers you can count on. And they have been trying to tell you, giving you all kinds of cues and clues and sy- sy- uh, symptoms uh, along the way to let you know how they were feeling. And it was just your failure to be able to have enough emotional intelligence in those moments to be able to recognize what was going on. So you're now in a place where you have to find somebody else and it's the most inappropriate and inconvenient time in your work environment. All of these are emotional uh, situations that require emotional intelligence. And that intelligence basically basically means that you know you're smart enough in terms of Uh, that particular area of a person's life where you are in tune, you're you're well-versed in what those emotions look like and how to handle those. It's not to suggest you're not smart at all, but when it comes to the the emotional aspects of it, we don't often want to deal with that. And some of your best, wisest, sharpest, most intelligent uh, people who know, you know, especially from technical abilities, they can be all of that and falter when it comes to dealing with people and their emotions. So we have to look at how do we overcome that in the workplace. And that's what I want to share with you a little bit today. So going forward, we're going to be addressing different emotions. In episode two, we're going to talk strictly about fear, your own and those of others, and how do we address that? In episode three, we're going to be looking at anger and frustration, especially in times of conflict. In episode four, we're looking at anxiety and depression. We're going to look at you know, these heavy workloads I was telling you about burnout in episode five, where we're going to talk about feeling overwhelmed. In episode six, we're going to be looking at uncertainty and skepticism, which a lot of us were feeling just this past year due to the pandemic. We're coming out of that, but that's going to focus on building trust and overcoming um, those feelings of insecurity. Episode seven starts changing. Uh, Not just, we're not, we don't want to just look at those negative emotions that get in the way, but 
episode seven is about perplexity, right? It's about puzzlement. Sometimes those things that we're not sure of, we start transitioning out of the negative toward the positive in uh, episode eight by starting to look at hope. What does that look like? How do you capture that emotion? And then episode nine goes on farther to talk about motivation. How do you keep yourself motivated? And how do you find out what motivates other people? How do you get them excited about the work that they do? And finally, episode 10 is about appreciation, which all of us desire and need. And so how do you show that more? How do you get people to feel appreciated so that they come to work wanting to do you know, their very best work. So we got a wonderful season ahead, a lot of emotions to tackle. We're going to try to do these in 15-minute increments so you're not overwhelmed, right, with these long episodes. And especially since I don't have any, I'm not anticipating any guests, but who knows, somebody might just pop in along the way who I want to capture. And I just don't want this to turn in a very long and drawn out episodes. I want them to be quick, something you can grasp and move on with. Okay. So I'm going to be listening out for your responses. We're going to ask you at the end of each episode to either share through um, a voice message, uh, your experience, or even in the comment section on whatever social media medium that we are using uh, to get you to, to be more involved in yourself in terms of your learning in these, um, these particular episodes. Also, I want you to look at, you know, if I do some of what's required of me, what am I getting from this? And then I want you to leave for us what your experience is once you put it into action, especially those success stories, because the information I give you, though it may not work for 100% of you, it's going to be pretty universal. And I think if you apply it, you'll find out how you can make it work for you in your workplace or out in the community. Um, at the end of each one of these, too, I'm going to call on you to um, just in leaving those comments, we're going to be reviewing those very carefully. Every person who does leave a comment, just because you've gotten involved, we're going to invite you to be a part of our July workshop, our Crushing Goliath July workshop on how to deal with people problems. So for the first 50 commenters we get, you'll be given the opportunity to participate in the workshop and you'll get 50% off of what the fee is, the admission fee, the tuition fee, it's all virtual in July. So there'll be two times that you can come on. You can either do our morning um, session. They, they, they're held, they will be held every Thursday uh, from 10 to noon in the, uh, in the daytime or from seven to nine at night, if that's a better time for you. But we're going to be covering some really important and very um, meaningful discussions around how to deal with difficult people and all kinds of other people issues. We're going to go through certain processes that come directly from the book, but in the workshop, you're going to go deeper and you'll have a workbook to go along with it too. But feel free to pick up a copy of our book when, it's, when it comes out at the end of uh, this month or either early in June. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that everything will be ready uh, by the end of this month. And especially in time for our 15th anniversary, which we will be celebrating on May 15th this year. I'm so excited about it. Uh, the first 50 commenters, like I said, will be given a 50% discount on their on the our premier workshop in July. So please uh, join us and get involved. And please invite other people to be a part of this as well. I think so. there's so much good information that will come from this. So we've talked about emotional intelligence, what it looks like. We've talked about what it is. We've defined it for you and what it looks like. And now I want to talk about practicing emotional intelligence. 
questions. So um, I'm going to give you just kind of a broad spectrum of this, but we're going to get in the details when we start talking about each emotion in the upcoming episodes. All right. But all in all, when it comes to emotional intelligence, the most important part of it was kind of like in that definition, what I told you about. It's about, first of all, being thoughtful and mindful of what you're seeing in front of you. People will tell you how they feel, and you can't shun that by any means. In fact, you need to invite those people who are more expressive and in their feelings to be able to express them. Give them the opportunity, validate them in those feelings. Even for people who are a little bit reticent to speak on it, it doesn't mean they don't have feelings or they they don't feel as deeply. It just means that they're not going to express them in the same way as somebody who's much more expressive. But they might feel the same pain and anguish somebody's feeling. They might feel the same excitement that another person is feeling, but they're just much more reserved in their display of it. So don't overlook that. You should call that out. So if I'm sitting across from someone and I realize that I'm looking at their body language and they seem to be, uh, you know, they got this furrowed brow, something I just said caused them to look perplexed or a little bristled, you know, they're bristling at something I said. Instead of just overlooking that and moving on as if I didn't see it, I should say, hey, It looks like something I just said rubbed you the wrong way. Can we talk about that? And let them tell you what they are feeling. Rather than becoming defensive, invite the conversation so you can understand what they're feeling. If that requires that you um, restate what you meant, because maybe you said it in the wrong way or their interpretation of it was wrong, but don't overlook it. Don't allow your bias, uh, uh, you know, based on the things you know about that individual to uh, have you overlook them or be dismissive of their feelings in the moment. Acknowledge it, Uh, especially if there's a situation that's a conflict situation, you might want to jump right into trying to fix that thing, whatever it is, uh, going through the process, but that's not the appropriate thing. Those types of people who are much more emotional need you to acknowledge their emotions first before you can move into the logic part of those things, the logical parts uh, of fixing something. So make sure that you acknowledge people's emotions. Make sure you acknowledge your own. So if you're angry about something and somebody says, are you mad? You can't say, oh, no, no, I'm not. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. When they clearly see on your face that you are, you know, you, you, got, you almost got steam coming out of your ears, right? They know you just got ticked off. They did the thing I've just asked you to do. They're acknowledging your feelings. And if you're going to mask your feelings, that doesn't benefit you or them because they can't address it in the right way. Maybe you may have just misinterpreted what they're they've said. And they can't rectify that if you're uh, not being open and honest about how you feel. So make sure your nonverbal cues and even things that somebody might say to you directly aren't put off. Acknowledge feelings, recognize that we all have them. We do know that. So they're not there to be taken for granted, but make sure that if they are those that might be um, emotions that can become toxic over time, that we grab hold of those and we Uh, fix that situation so that it doesn't become a burden upon your relationship with others. That's one tidbit for you. I want you to drop in the chat what you think about what you just heard, any experiences you've had, some lessons you've learned in being more emotionally intelligent or not emotionally intelligent enough, and then stick around for our next episode that will come out next week. Uh, We look forward to hearing your responses there. And don't forget about Crushing Goliath, the new book that's going to be coming out later. You can pre-order yours now if you go to my website at www.thesharpersolution.com. Go to our store or you can go to the Crushing Goliath uh, webpage. 
uh, that's on there. And I think it's scrolling across our homepage. Click on learn more and you'll hear and can read all about uh, the book as well as the workshop and sign up there if you so choose. Uh, we appreciate all of the support we've been getting for these past 15 years and we look forward to working with all of you uh, in the years to come. Thank you so much. And we hope you have a great, radiant and resilient week. Take care. Crushing Goliath, Winning Practices for Slaying Giant People Problems is not only a new thought-provoking book, but it's also coupled with a two-hour workshop that will be premiered in July 2021. You can sign up your entire team at work to participate, or you can join one of the public sessions on your own. These interactive workshops will be held every Thursday in July at two times, 10 a.m. to noon and 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Choose the one that best suits your schedule. For the first 50 commenters on our podcast, you will receive half off the tuition for the workshop, which includes the Crushing Goliath workbook. Get ready to learn how to manage tough people issues and face conflict with greater confidence. Register now at thesharpersolution.com forward slash Crushing Goliath.